you know, I always find it interesting, you know, what people choose to, like when they you know, read something off and then they're trying to describe the letters, you know, because if it's one that sounds like multiple different things, S really seems to be the biggest curveball for me. What do you mean? So one time I asked this guy's name, he's, you know, spelling it back to me. He's like, yeah, you know, S is in C. Was he Hispanic? No, bud. S-E-A, like the ocean. Oh, I was thinking like S-I-C. <laughs> well, when it first hit me, I thought of S and then C. I thought of the letter C. I at least feel better about my blunder than yours because you really went remedial on that one. Well, that's not remedial. I think I went more advanced to go to another foreign language. But at any rate, so over the weekend, the same situation happened. This lady, she, yeah, you know, like S is a uh, Sierra. Where do people come with these like off the wall things? No. Like, just say a simple common word. Like S is in shit or something. I don't know. Now, Sierra is actually in the official military B as in Bravo, C as in Charlie, S as in Sierra. That is officially what our military uses. So like what I would say that comes out of your mouth a lot is a lot of Bravo Sierra. As long as the people say Bravo, Bravo at the end, I don't care. Everyone, my name is John Edwards, and with me is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. Hello, Zeke Baker. Hello, hello. And what is going on, my friend? My jawline feels better. Oh, yeah, you had some TMJ before, didn't you? Not TMJ, just like, let's not lie. Most people know I got a pretty uh, ginormous damn noggin. Apparently, the uh, the straps and them stupid little mask ain't made to uh, stretch out as far as from the ear to chin ratio that I have. And literally, by the end of the day, you wear one eight, nine, ten hours, I'd go to like just close my mouth and my teeth would not line up. It was a very awkward and weird feeling. I'm not lying. Really? Yeah. Like it'd take hours for it to kind of revert back to normal. I'm not sure why. You play football, it's simple. There's the piece in the middle pulling on the chin. Then instead of a permanent, like, fixed distance strap, you have two pieces of elastic that one might be pulling more than the other. Might be an improper ratio. So over eight to ten hours, that continuously pulls every time you talk in, you know, one direction or the other. It shifts the alignment of your jaw. I'll just take your word for it. telling you, son, it's painful. It sounds it. I don't want it. I definitely don't want it. But before we get started, want to let you know today's show is sponsored by our friends over at CastCartel.com, changing the industry standard as to how you get your alcohol. Right now, it's a huge convenience play. You're not going out all the time, and maybe you want to get stuff shipped directly to your door. Whatever it is, vodka, gin, rum, whiskey, bourbon, scotch, tequila, Amaro, rum. Did I say rum already? People get mad if I don't say rum, so I got to say it twice sometimes. Well, there's two different ones. There's R-H-U-M and R-U-M, so you can do that. I mean, there's also like tequila mezcal. A tequila well, is a mezcal. We learned that. I feel smart. I uh, also want to let you know our friends over at Cast Cartel, they actually have the limited edition blackened whiskey box set from Metallica. So if that's your thing, you can pre-order now at cascartel.com. It comes with two limited edition 12-inch Metallica vinyl picture discs and all sorts of good stuff. Obviously, you know, hey, if you go to cascartel.com and you're looking for some allocated stuff, you're going to pay a little bit more. But if you want some stuff you can get every day and you want it shipped to your door and you want a convenience play, Go to cascartel.com, 
order your stuff. Or if you have some disposable income, you want some pappy, you know they're going to have it. Also, check them out on Instagram at Cast Cartel. They're always doing awesome giveaways to their seek. You look like Matt, your hair is getting to mad scientist level. Well, you know, I was going to ask, uh, you know, after this weekend, maybe uh, the kiddo could line me up for a cut sometime. I know. Sophia is ready to cut your hair. Now, for those of you that don't know or don't follow <laughs> me personally, so last Friday, I walk up, you know, I was on a work call and I'm cooking lunch and I walk upstairs. I had Sophia sitting in front of the TV watching something so I could cook her lunch and get on this work call and I go up the steps you know obviously I'm home alone and I go up the steps and she had taken a pair of the kids like Fisker scissors and given herself a haircut and she was just had this big ass goofy smile on her face because she was so proud of what she did and she's like i cut my horse's hair and then i cut my hair and i was like my jaw had dropped and i was just silent for 60 seconds i was like what did you do knowing that i'm just gonna be in a shit ton of trouble i sat there i was like what did you do and she goes i just wanted to get clean so she wanted her hair clean so she cut it Needless to say, I have a big problem with anyone that says, oh, this happened on your watch, on your watch. And it's like, you know what? I'm trying to work and entertain a four-year-old at the same time, give her schoolwork, keep her occupied so she doesn't go stir crazy. I'm just surprised it took two and a half months. I mean, she did a pretty good job in all honesty. I was surprised. She did an amazing job. I'm not going to lie. She did a very, very, very good job. I was impressed more than anything. I got messages before I saw it because work and busy. I didn't circle back to it until after the shift was over. And you, I mean, going into it, you know, seeing a couple of messages on my screen pop up, I didn't really acknowledge them. I was just like, oh, and, you know, keep scrolling and working. I'm surprised how many of your little snitches reach out to you and let you know everything that's going on in my life in the my course of your day. Me. Oh, really? My mom one to send me the message your number one snitch right there who is by the way i love your mom she listens to the show every week so hey no she messaged and uh so i just saw like a pre enough of the preview message to know what was going on then i just kept going because busy in my head i went to this place of like man i wonder if she went to like the i want my head to look like daddy's head because that would have been golden Anyways, our friend Alex, he sent us a blind a while ago, and we virtually decided to do this because I had given you the samples from the blind that he sent. So you have samples, and I had the samples. So we tried these four different pours from our friend Alex, who is Rhode Island bourbon guy on Instagram, R.I. bourbon guy. He's a good guy. You see him on the boards on Facebook too. He came to town. He left a four roses for us to split and you drank it all on your own. Like I've said countless times about things, you know, you, your half was here for plenty of time. You just never came to, you know, get it. Well, quarantine happened. That's why I didn't go to see you guys anyway. I mean, he came down the last weekend before everything shut down. And I wasn't going to come up there and see you in the middle of the whole quarantine. So, you know, he sent us four. He also sent us this side pour that I just conveniently did not put in your little sample package. What I'm going to do in the middle of this whole show, because you drank that four roses, I just poured this side pour. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this and say payback is a bitch, Zeke Baker. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't even know what this whiskey is, but it's the best damn thing I've ever tasted in my whole entire life. That's <laughs> uh, funny. So he sent us four. Alex left me an envelope and he said, appreciate all you do for the bourbon community. Have a blind on your bud. P.S. Keep moon sawing Zeke. I have this envelope. I have not opened it. Zeke, you can confirm it is sealed. Virtually, at least. Yeah, virtually, you can confirm it's sealed. We went through, let's rank these in our order, one, two, three, and four. And then we will open up the envelope. And then once we know what everything is, then we'll give our tasting notes so people know what's going on. So which one did you like the most to the least? Looking through my notes, I I think I would leave them in the order I tasted them. One, two, three, four? Yeah. Interesting. I got one, three, four, two. And the one and three were pretty close. Hmm. Pretty close. Hmm. Kind of doesn't surprise me. I don't know. I, I'm, four really throws me off here. I'm, I'm surprised you ranked that that high. You're surprised I ranked it above two? You ranked four as your two, right? No, I said one, three, four, two. Oh, okay. One and three were pretty close. It was pretty, pretty close for me. It was hard to decide. Okay, let's get into this. I'm opening it up. Lots of little pieces of paper in here. Side pour enjoy. This seems like a great place to start. Let's learn what Zeke is not drinking. <laughs> the side pour is a Lincoln Road OESO 13 year 49.1 ABV. This is a great Jamie Ferris pick. Alex, thank you. I'm really enjoying this Lincoln Road tonight. Is that the one that had the sticker on it? I forget what was on it, but I think it was a, a, a dude. Was it O Face? Yeah. Now, on these other ones, he put down what the name was, so I'm surprised he didn't put down O-Face on this. So we'll have to confirm with him if that was O-Face or not. Number one, New England Barrel Society Oliver's Pick. It's an OESQ, 10 years, 3 months, 53.2% ABV. Number two is from Town Wine and Spirits in Rhode Island. It is a High West Double Rye. A blend of two-year-old and sixteen-year-old rye finished for ten months in Pinot Noir. Surprised you had that one second, Zeke. Number three, New England Barrel Society, fifteen-year Knob Creek, one hundred and twenty proof, sixty percent ABV. And number four was a New England Barrel Society Whistle Pig, a two-barrel blend of ten and a half-year-old Canadian rye, at one hundred eighteen point seven proof. So that's where it went. You went. Four Roses, High West, Knob Creek, and Whistlepig in that order. At least I guessed two of the four correctly. Which ones did you guess correctly? One and three. I was there with you. That's kind of where I I knew four was awry because of the the notes I got, and I kind of was really suspecting two was awry. And I'm not surprised you like two because it kind of reminded me it had that pickle note that some Willets have. I don't know where you're jumping all around here. I was just saying, I guessed a couple of them, but let's save the notes for each individual. I only said one note. I only said the pickle thing, but let's go through number one, this OESQ from New England Barrel Society. What did you get on this nose taste finish? Nose wise, I put down oak, dark chocolate, baking spice, and then at a point, it really reminded me of Sipacol. And to me, that's one of those kind of things that when I get it, it's it's in Four Roses. Uh, that's really the only time I think I really use that note a lot. Palette-wise, cherry cola, caramel, got some cinnamon and spicy, 
moving into it a little more, got more spice and bite, and then some clove on the very back. And then for the finish, it went with, uh, you know, some bite and even a snip of Jaeger almost, which if you think about it, don't, don't let the Jaeger throw you off too far. But between the, the baking spice, the clove, that kind of sepacol I picked up on the front that was like a cola, and that bite on the back, there's quite a few attributes that are similar to Jaeger, if you'll actually you know, let yourself not remember the, the bad college days. Yeah, the thing that tipped this off, that it was four roses for me, is that like in the beginning, it was really, really, really tough for me to get a nose when I first poured it in the glass, and I'm like... I'm really struggling here. I mean, everything is muted. And then I let it sit out for 15 minutes, 30 minutes as I was going through the whole tasting and went back to it. And that's where I got all the the notes. I mean, what I really got on the, that initial was didn't really get a whole lot on the nose. Taste was subtle yet refined wood, leather dry with a slight kick of spice and tingle. This would really pair well with the cigar on that first pour. And then when you let it sit out, that's where I get all that other stuff that you mentioned, where the fruit really came out, the wood was really toned down, it wasn't as dry as it was in the beginning. I just really enjoyed it, but I had to let this one sit out. What'd you get on number two? Nose, uh, both wintergreen and butterscotch were the two main uh, characteristics I picked up. Palette-wise, I put down that it was minty, but not overpowering, viscous. It seemed to be more of a red hot than a baking spice flavor. And as far as a finish, there was a light singe and some oak, but at the same time, it was not drying. For the nose, I got pickles and mint. And then the taste, I said straight pickle juice with slight spice, a little bit of mint, like what you would drink if you had cramps playing ball. The finish, I said pickle with dry wood. If it had more depth, I'd rank it higher, but I just didn't feel like there was a lot going on here note wise i mean i thought it was kind of straightforward which i don't want to take points off for but it just wasn't enough for me i didn't get pickle at all at any point got a lot of pickle maybe you need more pickles in your life so you can discern this uh this note i eat a fair share of pickles when was the last time you drank pickle juice i mean i had a pickle today with lunch because sophia really likes pickles dill or bread and butter dill interesting I don't like the sweet pickles. I like the dill pickles. When was the last time you drank pickle juice? I did not drink the juice today. Maybe you should take sips sometime and recalibrate. Maybe I should. What'd you get on number three? That number two was the High West Double Rye. Number three is the New England Barrel Society 15-year Knob Creek pick. Yeah, and all I was going to say back to the uh, the point on that High West Double Rye being a Pinot, especially after the one that the the double rye we had from Prov back in the you know beginning of the year. For some of these things from High West, I'm just going to say all bets are off depending on what it says. I can't remember what all his had going on with it, but reading it, it sounded like hot garbage. Drinking it, shit, it was good. Real good. Thing. Was his a double rye or was it the American Prairie bourbon? No, it was a double rye and it had like two different finishes. It was, I mean, whatever was in it, I on paper, I was like, oh man. Because I remember I drank it when he wasn't here yet. And I was happy about it because I didn't want to like spit it out in front of his face or something. But then it was like really good. And I was like, oh, well. Well, let's go ahead to this Knob Creek. What would you get on this one? Nose was juicy fruit, red apples, and dark cherries. 
but then as I hit the pallet, it got really oaky, lots of heat. And I mean, the fruit aspect was way underlying. I mean, I had to work to find it down in there somewheres. The finish, I just put down that it was starchy. You know, just reading these notes now, it just sounds like those older KC picks I've had that just have not been my jam. Some folks clam up for them and just, I don't know if it's the age statement or what, but have yet to find one of these older ones that I just really enjoyed at all. I had creamy caramel and cherry on the nose. The taste, I said, the carpet definitely matches the drapes. I had creamy caramel, solid sipper. The proof hits the back of the palate before finish. That's where I had a little bit of heat there. But it was like a candy bar with a touch of cherry in there, too. Almost like a chocolate-covered cherry with nuts. And then... Slight bit of tannin in the roof of my mouth at the finish. This one was interesting because all of the finish for me was concentrated in the roof of my mouth. It doesn't always happen that way, but it was kind of a unique pour in that way. Oh, it just got so so drying, starchy, oaky to me by on the taste. I, no, the, the more I tried to like it, the, the less I did. And then last but not least, this whistle pig. Number four, it's a blend of two barrels, 10 and a half year old Canadian rye. What'd you get on this one? Nose, I put down that it was faint and like just maybe some light hints of corn. I really got nothing out of this. The palate, I put down grassy and wet. And for a finish, it had a weird funk. You could tell that one and three were bourbons and two and four were ryes. Yep. But you know, I think you can easily see based on the the lack of notes and the type of notes I have on this one, it it just did not do anything for me anyway. It was funny. I liked this a little bit more than the high West just because I on paper, seeing the Pinot there, I'm like, okay, that's why I really didn't like that. I think Prob's pick had some unique finishes on it, but the reason I ranked number four over number two, and, and that's the whistle pig over the high west, this had a little bit of pine on the nose, but screams rye to me. Just think I knew as soon as I, I took a sniff of it. I'm like, all right, that's a rye. There was definite rye spice on the taste, but almost with a little campfire to it with a little bit of toasted wood. It's kind of like, you know, being out in the forest, having a tent, roughing it the right way. None of this glamping crap. I mean, hot dogs on a stick on the fire, all that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't think it tasted like hot dog, but it just makes you think of actually camping with that pine with the toasted wood. But like you, I thought it really crashed into the wall on the finish. And the finish has like a chalky, funky mouthfeel. I would have loved this one more. I would have put it up much higher if it just did not crumble on the finish for me. And I guess maybe even where you don't like even the hints of the pickle that show up. It's kind of like, uh, you know, me and nickel or, you know, in the rye space, just me and overly grassy and, and wet rye. Those are just not my jam at all. I don't That's mind what... the pickle if it's like the Willet 900s. I was okay with the pickle. It just depends on if it's just pickle. Like if I get pickle and then it's all pickle i'm like all right all bets are off like this is a one trick pony the pickle does not tickle me unless there's something else there too hanging down (laughs) yeah oh but you were saying you don't like wet rye yeah if it's it's overly grassy or wet and i mean obviously these aren't young i mean it's whistle pig pick it's at least 10 years old but it just it didn't come off that way to me i don't know did you say it was 
both the blend was both MGP or it was like MGP in Alberta or something. It was all Canadian rye, which I'm not as big of a fan as the MGP. Oh, I don't write it off. Plus, you know, it's Whistle Pig. They blend to a profile. You never get a true straight barrel. I enjoy what Whistle Pig does. I just this one really just fell apart on the finish. I did not love it. Although have we ever gone into that before? I mean, we did a whistle pig pick live on the air. No, I just mean the fact that they don't do true single barrels. Oh, no, we didn't go into that. Well, I won't go into a ramble on you. We'll save that for another day, but I think we should bring that up at some point. Yeah, we're getting to the end of this show, but do you want to have a longer conversation on it? I mean, I just think it's something people should know that if they don't, that when you do a pick from there, it is a set number of cases every single time. And they have certain profiles that they only let get out the door. And to me, it's almost the sub 120 proof profile and the above 120 proof profile. And they're fairly distinct, different profiles. And most people go towards one or the other. In this day and age, you know, when folks do a pick and everyone's wanting uniqueness and, you know, just like the the power of the Blantons, the power of the single barrel. Well, you're doing a pick, but then they go behind you and blend it to a profile. Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to spend that much money on a bottle that's not a, a true something I picked. No, I get that. You know, thankfully we did a pick with a collaboration. It was Elixir and Whiskey House and you and me and Heinz and Yeah, I mean it was great juice. I I just think that's something I, I, I would like people to know, you know, for folks that are listening that, that may not be aware of things like that is yeah, it's kind of pick, but it's also kind of blended. Yeah. The other thing I'm really worried about though is you think the true camping is putting a hot dog on a stick. What do you mean? John, that's that's pretty amateur level bush league you could at least do like the silver turtles you know where you put the prep stuff and wrap it up in the tinfoil and you throw it on the coals if you wanted to get real highfalutin is when you break out the dutch ovens and i'm not talking about you and the wife in the sleeping bag later i'm talking about cooking no i know you're talking about this highfalutin lifestyle where you can bring all of that stuff to the camp i'm talking about what fits in your damn backpack i mean we had to tote some of that stuff when we were in the scouts it wasn't easy how long did you have to tote it for like 10 feet further than i wanted to <laughs> Damn Dutch ovens ain't, ain't light. No, they're not. I would never put that. You know, you talk a, a motto about be prepared. I'd never put a damn Dutch oven in my backpack. Although I will admit one trip. I still remember this. I was a little kid too. Somehow, I guess folks didn't like check my bag to make sure I packed everything I needed to. For supper, I literally had a can of chili and nothing to put it in. So I just like peeled the, uh, the, the I guess, label off the can, cracked it open and set the can of chili on the coals and let it cook that way that sounds like a great meal to me Uh, hey i mean he got the job done (laughs) that's the way you gotta pack you know you gotta think about what cans could you put in the the backpack on that note want to let you know all of our glassware was brought to you by premiumbarproducts.com you might have known our friends over at distilleryproducts.com if you are a bourbon group or a distillery, you have a bigger order that you want to do that is wholesale, reach out to me. I'll get you in touch with them. But they realized that people needed to be able to get a smaller count, one, two, three, four glasses, whatever it is, go to premiumbarproducts.com. You can actually get laser etch monogramming on there. And I'm not talking about the stuff that comes off in the dishwasher. I'm talking about the actual laser etch monogramming. It's great prices, and they have all sorts of glasses. They have the Wee Glencairn, the Glencairn, the Neat Glass, a Canadian Glen. They have the the Distiller's Tasting Glass, all that kind of stuff. Go to premiumbarproducts.com. They also have bar tools, which is something that's pretty cool. They're good people. Carson, Janie, Vicky, 
all the folks over there at premiumbarproducts.com. Find us on Facebook at Dad Shrink and Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad Shrink and Bourbon. Find us wherever you download your podcast. Leave us an open and honest review like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. Thank you to our friend Alex for sending us this blind. We love getting blinds from listeners. We love it more when they actually seal up the envelope and we do not know what they gave us. That makes it even more fun. And follow Alex at Rhode Island Bourbon Guy. So that's R.I. Bourbon Guy on Instagram. If you hang around our page a lot, you'll see Alex. You'll you'll know he's there. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Well, if they want the mental image of John Edwards struggling, it's one hand wiping from the top of the forehead all the way down the face, and the other hand grabs the back of his pants and pulls him up over his lack of an ass, and he just kind of shuffles his feet as he moves. What do you mean? That's just what I the, the look of John Edwards struggling. I didn't he's, touch my ass. I'm just giving the folks a visual image. But I never touch my ass. Like, you embellish that part of it. Well, if you're standing up struggling. I didn't stand up. Dear Lord. I wipe my face. I mean, that part's true. I just, I want to give the people an accurate representation. Well, if you were standing up, that's what you would have done. I don't know. I mean, I my face just started sweating because I got flustered. That was more of what I was thinking. We'll be in Nashville. Find us. Look us up. Cheers. Cheers.